You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Fully Loaded Chew comes in nine flavors and is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine there is. To give us a try, head on over to FullyLoadedChew.com for a $1 can of chew with free shipping when you enter the code OUTDOOR1. O-U-T-D-O-O-R and the number one. Lastly, many outdoorsmen are trying to quit tobacco altogether and fully loaded chew may be that first step. For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson. And if you are a mobile hunter, you might want to listen closely to this episode because Timber Ninja Outdoors, and today we're going to be talking with Jason Red from Timber Ninja Outdoors. These guys are doing some crazy things over there. And as as far as I know, they they... Have just they have a prototype right now, and after talking with Jason, it sounds like they're gonna late spring, early summer, they're gonna have the first ever carbon fiber tree stand available. And I know that for the longest time, um, how do I how do I say this without sounding like a douchebag? I've been a mobile hunter since 2006. And I've been in the hunting type industry, you know, a a lot of connections since 2006. And ever since I've, you know, uh, started talking to people and and getting more in depth about my gear and things, there's always been rumblings of people saying, oh man, we're going to, someday there's going to be a carbon fiber tree stand. Why don't we do carbon fiber? Well, it's too expensive right the cost is going to be too expensive we don't have the the technology to manufacture it blah 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 and so on well timber ninja outdoors has done it right they will have a carbon fiber tree stand available now what are the benefits of carbon fiber extremely light it has uh, um, different than metal it has uh, thermal properties like it, it doesn't get as cold the downfall is it's going to be expensive, right? And we talk about all of that. We talk about the manufa- the, yeah, the manufacturing process uh, of the tree stands. We talk about their new product line for uh, coming out in 2022, like their saddle. They have a platform. Uh, they, they started out with carbon fiber sticks, uh, and now they have aluminum sticks, the tree stand, the saddle, the platform. And it sounds to me like they're going to be putting out a backpack to carry all of this stuff in in as well. So uh, it's a really awesome episode, especially if you are an ounce or pound counter. If you're that guy who wants the latest and greatest type gear, they're going to be putting out some really cool shit here uh, later in the year. So um, keep an eye out for that. But before we get into today's episode, I want to, let's see, do a commercial here real quick. And uh, theaverageconservationist.com is a lifestyle brand that has a ton of kick-ass apparel, um, awesome t-shirts, awesome hoodies, awesome hats. I, I rock the general hat every single day now, it seems like. Uh, and the camo hoodie, that's like my go-to outfit for up here working in the office. They have a uh, 
you know, like other little trinkets that they sell as well, but mainly hats, t-shirts, lifestyle brand, awesome logos, um, all conservation themed. And the cool part about all of this is that they give 10% of all of their profits to some form of conservation effort. So not, not only are they putting out cool products, but they're walking the walk and giving money directly to conservation. So, um, uh, the averageconservationist.com. They are a 2% for certified business and they have their podcast, uh, the average conservationist podcast here on the network as well. And then we have hunt stand. If you are looking, Oh, wait one second. NFC one zero gets you 10% off NFC one zero gets you 10% off the average conservationist uh, line of apparel. And then hunt stand. If you're looking for a mobile or a, a mobile, and when I mean mobile, I mean your phone uh, app hunting app that you can download to your phone and do a whole bunch of crazy stuff with. You definitely need to check out hunt stand. You can go to huntstand.com and read up on all of the functionality. It's only like 30 bucks for an entire year of service. And it allows you to do a ton of stuff. Like obviously, you, you know, property boundaries, ownership, uh, who owns those properties, difference between public and private. It allows you to look at a variety of different maps, base maps, like satellite imagery or uh, top uh, topography, or man, I think there's like even crazy things like watershed. All right. So um, there's a a whole bunch of different maps you can you can choose from they are updating their satellite imagery on a monthly basis i don't know anybody else who's doing that and um yeah definitely go to huntstand.com or go to google uh, play you can download it for free but then when you upgrade is when you pay for it uh and uh, it's uh, very affordable so check it out huntstand.com and the discount code for 20 percent off is sn20 for 20 percent off sn20 for 20 percent off and lastly uh novexoutdoors.com and that is the that's the company who is replacing lone wolf and when i mean replacing lone wolf lone wolf is not a company anymore novex is a new com- a newer company they're they they were owned by the same people so it's a little bit I'm, I'm working on trying to get someone from novex to come on tell the story talk about the products made in america tree stands that function just like the old lone wolf stuff uh, did and so that's why it was very easy for me to get on board because they they do the same thing that the lone wolves uh do just a new new company new name same awesome product same functionality same made in america um you know made in america design so you know go to uh go check out the hunt stand they have a you know they have sticks and they have the the different varieties of tree stands obviously all all renamed under this new brand but novex uh, go check out Novex, man. And uh, other than that, I say we quit BSing here and we get right into today's episode with Jason Red from Timber Ninja. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Hunting Gear Podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking with Jason Red from Tim- Timber Ninja Outdoors. And uh, before we even t- start talking, about uh equipment man it sounds like you had a one hell of a a year hunting deer yeah i had a pretty good year um went to iowa ended up shooting a really good buck there it's kind of a long story but actually shot him and um had to get a dog and we lost him on some private land that he ran to and um i connected with the landowner and gave us permission to pursue and uh, the gentleman had history with the deer for about four years and, um, ultimately we were not able to find it, but he said that he would potentially be able to find it if he was dead, um, during gun season, which, uh, first weekend of gun season, they found him. So I was able to go retrieve him, um, kind of a bittersweet ending, but ultimately, you know, I knew I was the one that killed the deer and, not the way we want it to go, but yeah. hey, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want it. You know, I'll say this, kudo to the landowner for number one, you know, helping you look for it, but at the end giving him back because he's not a small deer. Yeah, yeah. I I really showed him a lot of gratitude for that. Uh, cause he was struggling with it. He was thinking about keeping it, but 
the weekend that he found it, he actually found caught somebody trespassing, and he's like, you know, that helped me make my decision because you, you know, you didn't necessarily have to tell me you were going to pursue the deer on on my land because in, in Iowa you can pursue. It's yep. solely pursue without permission. Yep. Um, so he said, you know, I, I have a lot of appreciation for that. And just, I knew at that moment I need to do the right thing. So, yeah, there's a lot of great people in Iowa, man. I, I, I loved hunting there. Just <laughs> all the locals I ran into were just nice as they could be. And, yeah. you know, the deer hunting was really good. Way better than the low deer density we have on yeah. the East Coast or mountains here in North Carolina. Yeah. So, man, do you remember the last time you were you guys were on this podcast I think it's been like over yeah, over yeah. a year. Yeah, it's either a year or a little over. Correct. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, just let's kind of start at the beginning and let's fast forward through some of the um, some of the parts that we need to fast forward through and ultimately get to the new offerings that you guys have here at Timber Ninja. Um, what year did the company start? We started in May of 2020, right in the height of COVID. Okay, May of 2020, and what um, what was your first offering? Uh, our first offering was our C1 carbon fiber climbing sticks that we offer in a 20 and 24 inch length. That was, you know, still is our flagship product, you know, at this point. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we launched with, and then the following year we brought out an aluminum version to that as well okay um gotcha so from a from a standpoint obviously everybody loves the carbon fiber right i want the carbon fiber but there is a price you know there's a bit of a price difference between uh let's just say one carbon fiber stick versus one aluminum stick so what has been the the reaction from your guys's, uh, I don't know, your customers on what stick sells better, what stick they feel performs better, who's buying the, the aluminum version versus who's buying the, uh, the carbon fiber uh, option. We sell about 75% carbon fiber. Okay. And we really, we haven't done a lot of promotion on the aluminum sticks. Um, we've kind of just put more of our marketing attention towards the carbon. But, uh, you know, typically our customers are you know, ma- mainly serious mobile hunters. Um, that's, uh, you know, what's, I'd say the first and foremost. But, you know, also the type of people that I've noticed that, you know, purchase our product are also professionals. You know, we get a lot of doctors, attorneys, um, entrepreneurs, CEOs. Uh, that's, you know, usually people in a little bit higher um, salary bracket. Yeah. Um, and then alum- aluminum, a lot of the people are, you know, just your, your just everyday guys. Yeah. Um, we have a, everybody, that's, everybody that's, that's bought the aluminum sticks really loves them because they are a little different. You know, I mean, we use a composite step instead of a metal step. So it keeps it a little bit lighter and also makes it a little bit quieter when stacking. So yeah. uh, there is some added features and benefits to it over traditional um, other aluminum sticks. And, you know, and the fact that we make them all here in the United States is, is yeah. really um, helped out a lot. We have a lot of people who are very proud to be purchased from, you know, American made manufacturer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, what about um, the the carbon fiber? Is that made in America as well? Yes. Yeah. All of everything that we we sell uh, and all the new products that we have slated that we'll talk about later, they're all they're all made here. I mean, with the exception of you know bolts, you know, have to come out of China. You know, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. There's not. Yeah. I mean, there are American manufacturers of them, but you know, that is something that you know it just comes out of china unfortunately yeah all right so now comes the time where all right so you got you you introduced timber ninja with the carbon fiber stick um then you later down the road you came out with the aluminum stick what's new because i heard a lot unfortunately i wasn't able to go to the ata uh, show this year because of COVID in the household um talk to us a little bit about the new offerings that you have out, um, whether they're, uh, you know, out to market now or whether they'll soon be out to market. Yeah. So, you know, since the inception of our company, you know, we have three core values that we, we, we live by. And the first one was, 
you know, innovation. We want to be the most innovative mobile hunting products company there is. And, you know, using carbon fiber, for instance, you know, it's something that nobody has ever really used before. Uh, it's not easy to work with. It's expensive to get into, but it has a lot of, you know, features and benefits that, that definitely benefit the hunter. And then, you know, the second part of us is, you know, we're big on education, um, spreading as much education as we can to help hunters out. And then the third piece for us is conservation. You know, we, I think I mentioned last time, we, we give a portion of all of our profits since day one back to helping, you know, conservation organizations. Uh, you know, it's not like we're a huge company, so, that, you know, these aren't huge investments that we're making into these, but, you know, every little bit counts. And yeah. as we grow, we continue to, you know, strengthen that as well. You're walking the walk. Um, trying to, um, yeah. you know, uh, it's really tough when you, as a business owner, when, uh, when you're continually reinvesting all of your money back into your company, um, it makes it a struggle, you know, because you're up here in the weekends and stuff, assembling product and getting orders out. And you're like, man, I'm up here doing this for free right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it makes you feel good. Yep. Absolutely. So that's your, that's your core values. Uh, um, talk a little bit about the, the, uh, the products that you're bringing to market this year. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've been teasing with the idea, um, uh, of coming out with a stand since since our inception. I mean, we started working on uh, making a carbon fiber tree stand um, essentially before we launched the sticks. Uh, it's it's been a very laborious project, and it's taken a lot of time, uh, a lot of prototypes, uh, a lot of capital investment. But um, we've finally gotten where we're at the point now. We're ready to go production with uh, a carbon fiber lock-on stand, and. Um, you know, so it'd be the first of its kinds, really unique. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a traditional looking style. I and mean, there's only so many ways you can change up a, a, a climb, I mean, a, a lock on stand, but, um, but, you know, the main thing is utilizing the carbon fiber and it's, it's a hundred percent carbon fiber. It's, um, it's not any type of composite mix or injection or anything like that. It's, it is true, uh, carbon fiber. Yeah. And, so um, so I, I, a real quick question when it comes to, you know, like everybody's familiar with lone wolf or XOP or the, um, a lone wolf custom gear, Novex, uh, you know, and I'm looking at a picture of it right now and it looks similar to those products, but it is made with, um, carbon fiber. Talk to us a little bit about the actual process that you have to go through to get carbon fiber, I guess, from maybe from a raw material to an actual tree stand? Yeah, so, you know, carbon fiber is, is essentially a roll sheet type material. It's a woven material, and there's different ways, you know, different types of weeds that you use. And, um, and you know, you have to mix that with different resins to make it a sound, solid product at the end. Um and essentially, you know how ours is made. It's um, it, it's essentially similar to like a cast type application, um, but there's a lot of technology that has to go into it. So it's, it's the beauty of it is it's a very laborious project, you know, which you know definitely is going to cut down on how many of these we can actually make, you know, especially in the beginning. Yeah. But it's also it's 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 very hard to reverse engineer. So yeah. like the you know, from a, from an IP perspective, um, it's just really hard to knock it off. Um, yeah. So, but, uh, you know, but it turns out to be a really sound, solid product. Uh, you know, the, a lot of the main benefits of carbon fiber besides weight is it's very strong. It's also really quiet. Like if you hit it with a carabiner or anything metallic, you know, it's, you're not gonna get the same noise that you would with like, you know, aluminum product, but also the the thermal transfers are, are, are real big um and i've talked about this before and, and i don't know if it's just you know placebo or whatever but um hunting out of my carbon stand versus my aluminum platform on really cold days i notice a difference in how cold my feet get hmm. and um and it, it, it's it's really interesting and you know I, like i say I, maybe i'm being biased maybe it's placebo but i really feel there's a difference and i mean you can tell the difference when you touch it you know in like a you know day that you're down in the teens or even lower like you touch it and it just does not hold any type of temperature yeah yeah that's uh man especially for the guys up north or even here in iowa when it gets cold during you know in december or i mean even in november it can get pretty cold here that would be if you could man i i, I would probably buy just about 
anything if you told me my feet were going to stay warm. I don't care what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I can't guarantee they'll stay warm, but they wouldn't get. I don't think they're going to get as cold as they would standing on aluminum. Yeah. So, all right. You know, obviously there's benefits from carbon fiber, especially for those guys. You know, there's there's a group of guys, and I have a feeling that. Um, you know, these guys follow you, they're, they're buying your products, but these are the, uh, I'm just envisioning the public land guys who want the lightest weight carrying in possible. Um, so just from a specs perspective, what is this, you know, what's this tree stand going to run as far as pounds? It's going to finish out around six and a half pounds, potentially just a little bit lighter because, um, we overbuilt a few things like the mass. We really overbuilt that mass. And uh, so we're going to be able to take some material out of that to lighten it up some more. So, you know, I just actually had a call today with our supplier on it, uh, talking about some of those things. And, and he feels that we're probably going to be able to, you know, lose another quarter to a half pound. So we we'll, should be sub six and a half when, to actually hits the market right so compared to and i don't whether you know this or not compared to the cast aluminum stands that are out there what's the difference in weight between a cast aluminum stand and a timber ninja carbon fiber stand uh i think most you know off the top of my head most of your stands like you know xop or your original one wolf that are cast i believe they're somewhere what 11 12 pound range yeah um so you're looking, you're looking at about half the weight, and yeah. uh, it's funny. Like I, I never really look at a lot of people's products and like dimensions and stuff, but I also feel that our product, that our stands, you know, it, it, I guess it'd be around like maybe that assault two size. You yeah. Know, it's uh, our platform length. Our platform length from the post is 25 inches, and it's 17 and a half wide. So you have a, you know pretty pretty good uh shooting platform to work with there yeah so as far as the uh, the the tree stand is concerned is it going to have any type of special features that's going to allow you to set up in crooked trees or balance out the platform or um i mean did you guys have any hurdles to get around as far as uh um oh what's the word i'm looking for Co- like not copyright but uh uh like patents. Patents, yeah, that you had to work around with that other companies had that you couldn't do to to get this stand out? No, um, we didn't run into any issues with that, uh, just the nature of how it was made. I mean, yeah. I don't, off the top of my head, recall like any that are still active that would be in reference that would be actual utility patents anyway okay. um, in, in regards to any of that. But our seat, our seat and platform both level. Perfect, perfect. So not only level, um, up and down, but as far as the, the base is concerned, is that, does that level left and right, let's say in a crooked tree? I, uh, I mean, you could get it to like, you can have it, um, uh, cam like on half of like your standoff or whatever. Yeah. To, if you're working with a crooked tree. Yeah. I mean, that's really, I haven't figured out any technology where I could actually like rotate or, you know, the platform that would be pretty rad though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you know, essentially the traditional way, you know, when you're dealing with a straight mass like you are, you just got to kind of offset a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so the tree stand. When are you expecting that to be for sale on the market, ready to go? Yeah, so we're going to be t- we're doing um, small releases just because, like I was saying earlier, like the production time is pretty slow, especially getting started. Um, so we're going to be doing some limited releases starting this spring for some pre-orders. Um, so we, we've already, we've already got a list of people that have emailed us, um, wanting to get on the list. So, um, we're expecting a pretty decent launch. I mean, and, and essentially it, it's a premium product as it is. Like, is it going to be something that we sell thousands of? No. I mean, it's just, I'd be surprised. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah. We could, but, um, uh, it's, it's going to be a slow production at first, but as the manufacturer gets a little bit more efficient and invest in some, a little bit more technology, we'll be able to scale that up even some more. So uh, essentially they told me today that by the end of this year, they should be able to 4X the um, production. So oh, 
Well, that's good for you guys. Uh, what's this look like as far as a retail price? So when it's finally ready to go, you and uh, like, if I say, hey, man, I want to try a carbon fiber stand, what's that going to cost me? So the stand, it's going to retail around 1300 bucks. Okay. Um, you know, being American made, using carbon fiber. I mean, it really shouldn't come to any, as any secret. You know, I mean, you look at the price of carbon bows versus aluminum riser bows, and um, it definitely equates over to the tree stand. Um, same thing with your backpacks, you know, like the backpacks that are more advanced using carbon stays and stuff. You know, these things are getting into the $800 price point themselves. Yeah. Um, but, you know, also with that, we're going to be offering a lifetime warranty on it too. Oh, that's awesome. Behind it. So I go out, I break it, I send it back to you. What are you going to do? You're going to, so you'll fix it for free and then send it back to me? Yeah. Yeah. If it, if it was a, a fault of ours, you know, like if you run over it with the tractor or something, we can't really help anybody there. But, um, well, I'm not going to say we can't, you know, I'm sure we would heavily discount somebody if they had something like that happen. Yeah. Okay. So, so obviously at that price point, it's not going to be necessarily for everybody, but, um, 1300 bucks what would you say to a guy who's like man i love to count the ounces and count the pounds and i know that i can cut five to six pounds off of my pack weight going into you know a a deep public hunt um but 1300 i don't know if i'm necessarily sure that that price is worth the five pounds that i'm cutting what 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 are you what's your message to those people I mean, essentially, at the end of the day, you kind of have to identify who your customer is. You yeah. Know? Um, there's there's a lot of people that are just gonna that are interested in it because it's new, you know. Yeah. And carbon, it's like carbon bows. Like, are you really seeing that much of an of an advantage from your aluminum riser bow versus your carbon bow uh, at the end of the day? Uh, so, you know, I mean, really, if some if it's down to that and it's just a price thing, like it, it we just have to determine it's you know probably not a good fit for us as a customer yeah uh you know the fact that we're making it here in the united states and doing all the other things that we do um you know it's just uh, you know there's been some preliminary comments like when we had some videos go out and people thinking that we're getting rich off making this thing (laughs) there's not a lot of margin in 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 carbon fiber Um, right i mean if there was it would be you know obviously even more expensive yeah well, I'll tell you what, your customer is your customer, right? Some people want to pay top dollar. Some people don't. And uh, it doesn't matter what the, it's all about needs, right? It's like, do I need this versus do I not need this? Or do I want this versus do I not want this? I mean, you know, I, I've done enough of these interviews over the years that, you know, people are just, I don't know, they have, they have what they have. They want what they want. And, you know, sometimes that falls in line with your customer. Sometimes it falls in line with someone else's customer. So, um, but still, yeah. man, like, and, and, and as of right now, you are the first carbon fiber tree stand on the market, correct? Yes. Yeah. I mean, something slipped through that I don't know about, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the only other, it, it, you know, like I've mentioned before, you know, uh, old man had a carbon fiber climbing stand back in the what, 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. But, um, you know, as far as lock on tree stand and sticks, you know, we were the first to, to do that. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Um, but okay. So you had your, the carbon fiber stand and, and maybe I missed it. I mean, I was thinking of the next question, but you're hoping to get that up and, uh, a, a first order, coming in somewhere around, you know, somewhere before the hunting season this in 2022? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We plan on releasing the pre-orders uh, this spring, actually. So that way they'll have plenty of time to get here because, you know, as we've found through doing this, I mean, really people start buying heavily uh, for hunting products nowadays. Uh, well, I'm not going to say nowadays. I don't have any history. But uh, what we've noticed is like starting in June is when we start really seeing orders. Yeah increase quite a bit yeah outside of like tax season or something like that yeah absolutely all right so uh so now you got your your sticks you got a stand what made you want to jump into the the saddle market um 
Well, a lot of it comes from my background. You know, I've been a rock climber for a long time. Uh, I've been a fall protection specialist and trainer for 50, over 15 years. Uh, so it was always part of the of the the whole layout of the company, you know, as a mobile, mobile pro- hunting products company, is to make sure we, we hit all of the areas that we could. And um, But we wanted to, you know, utilize some of the experience that I had, you know, because I hunt from a saddle. Um, I hunted from a rock climbing harness first and then got into saddle hunting. And even out of a tree stand, I still use my saddle. I, I call it like a hybrid type system, which I feel is essentially one of the best ways to go. Um, but, yeah, we, we want to do something a little different. So, uh, we're actually working with a fall protection company that I work for, um, I represent with my day job to make this here in the United States. And we use some technology that we use in some of our fall protection incorporated into the saddle, which uh, the, the first version that's rolling out is going to be a, a two panel, but it's it's a it's a padded saddle. So the, the panels themselves are a lightweight, breathable um, foam. And so, you know, everybody else primarily uses mesh to, you know, most of the industry um, saddles are made out of mesh, and you know, there's benefits to that. That definitely packs up a little bit better, but also, you know, it's it's very minimalist. So, you know, regardless of who you have, you know, you sometimes can experience hip pinch, which with the padding it takes away, you know, pretty much all hip pinch. But if you if you're sitting on a if you're doing an all day sit, it doesn't matter what if you're sitting in a lazy boy, you're gonna get uncomfortable at some point. Yeah. You know, it's just the nature of the game. Um, but, you know, one, one thing that we wanted to do with our saddle, um, like I said, we have this two-panel version, and we have a, a one-panel version uh, that's padded that will be coming out as well. But, you know, they're, they're essentially, t- t- to this day, there's not really a advertised saddle standard, you know, as far as safety goes. Yeah. And, you know, we're real big on safety and third-party testing. So um, what we did with our saddle is we actually built the saddle based on OSHA's fall restraint requirements. So what that, you know pretty quickly what that is is everything that's going to come under a load has to meet 3,000 pound weight rating so you know your all your webbing your bridge your prussics um, all that has to meet the 3,000 I mean even our ropes that we use um, they all meet the 3,000 pound rating as well because we want to deliver a true you know safe product yeah all right so um, is this a product that is truly different than the rest of the saddles on the market or is this and and i mean this it's funny i don't know why i say this but like um out of all due respect i had a couple friends that went to the ata show this year and i'm not saying this was Mm -hmm. the what they saw from timber ninja but they walked around to all these different and it looks like it's just a whole like there wasn't necessarily anything new per se at the ata show this year just a lot of catching up everybody was kind of catching up with each other meaning uh one company had a product and now this year another company introduced the same thing basically just to gain market share do you like is this truly new and different or is this kind of a product where you're like hey man we think we should be part of the the saddle market too it's it's definitely filling uh, a hole in our our line you yeah. know and like it's like a tree stand that like how many different ways can you manufacture a tree saddle right right Um, and so you know the thing that's different about ours is you know the standard that that it's built to and the padding i mean that's really it to be honest like there's nothing like super crazy about it um i mean and it 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 goes you know i mean everybody's noticing like how big saddle hunting is becoming like it's here to stay so um I don't know how many I don't know how many dealers came by at ATA that have never stocked saddles, but all of them were interested in starting to stock saddles. So once you get that dealer network on board, you know that's just going to continue to sp- spread the awareness. You know because there's a lot of people that hunt but aren't on social media, right? I mean I think I was doing some statistics um, for a presentation I have to make for Timber Ninja. And, you know, I think in 2021 or 2020, we had 11.4 million whitetail hunters. You know, that's a, that's a really big market. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big market. Um, So, but when you think about it, uh, you know, not to, you know, I, I just want to say like the padding is different, but it's different. Right. And it, something like that yeah. could make a guy who is potentially, 
You know, I don't want to sit in a saddle all day, maybe become a saddle hunter. So just a little bit of innovation could go a long way. Yeah, especially with your bigger guys. Yeah. You know, obviously the heavier you are, the more the more you know, you're gonna feel webbing and things like that bite into you. So your bigger guys are definitely gonna benefit from a, a saddle like this. Yeah. Um, and just you know, so yeah, I mean, it's cool because there's plenty of market share out there too, you know. Yeah. So I mean there's space for everybody that's in the market. Yeah. Yep. All right. So and so along with that that uh that saddle, you guys are also introducing the platform to go along with it, correct? Yeah, yeah. So we came out with a um, an aluminum version first. Um, I mean, obviously, we'd li- like to have done carbon, but I mean, to be quite frank, we we invested over thirty thousand dollars in making a tree stand. So, like, yeah. we need to recoup some of that money back before before we start doing um, doing it in carbon. But uh, yeah, it's an aluminum saddle platform that has some good angles for positioning you know if you're pushing off the side to take a shot or anything like that it's a little bit deeper than anybody else's on the market um because what i found through saddle hunting purely with you know saddle platform or hunting on top of sticks or whatever is especially with like a traditional bow which that's what i hunt with is you, you know you're too close to the tree sometimes to get an effective shot and also uh when you're hunched over like in a saddle and not paying attention to your form, like especially with a traditional bow, you always don't come back to the proper anchor. Like your draw length isn't always reaching its max potential in that scenario. So we wanted to make ours a little bit deeper so that you have more opportunities to stand up to shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of having all the tension on, on the rope and the saddle itself, giving you guys the ability, giving the guys the ability to actually take the tension off the rope and stand up for the shot. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, and it, it only certain situations that that really doesn't work very well is if you're hunting a tree that's leaning towards you. You know, right? That's going to compromise some of that that space. Um, and you know the the biggest problem that most saddle hunters have is the weak side shot, right? And Absolutely. that's way to really optimize that weak side shot is to be able to stand and turn. Um, and that's in my opinion, that's why using a saddle and a and a lock on is a really good setup, especially for all day sits. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, on top, of, let's just add it together, and maybe like I I don't see anything on your website right now of the products that we talked about. When do you when do you plan on adding that stuff into your? All all the products will be launched this spring. Okay is our goal um as long as material prices and labor doesn't continue to be an issue (laughs) yeah so uh platform so obviously if you're going to grab a saddle you're probably going to grab a platform too uh what's the combined weight of the saddle and the platform uh so our our platform is four and a half pounds you know being bigger and made out of aluminum it's it's um you know definitely one of the I would say, you know, up in up in the market with like the trophy line, you know, with there's there's platform, you know, right there around four and a half pounds. Yeah. Uh, the saddle the saddle itself weighs, I believe it was one and a half or two pounds. I'm actually, I can't remember. I weighed it one time, but that's a question I actually don't even get very much is how much the saddle weighs. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at it uh, uh, roughly uh, the same weight as one of your tree stands. So uh, right around in that five, six pound range. Yeah. 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 Essentially. I mean, but you're st- still going to need, even with a tree stand, some type of fall restraint or fall yeah. protection, you know, so yep. that's going to pick it up, especially if you go with a full body harness like most people do. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So those are the, the three big ones. Did you have any other uh, products that you guys are, uh, thinking about bringing to market in 2022 yeah we have a um, carbon fiber mobile hunting camera arm so it's a, a really compact um using carbon fiber tube you know it's really good for your solo filmer self-filmer type guys yep. um actually have some out though getting tested by some production film guys as well just kind of giving some feedback but uh, it's a mixture of carbon and also uh, 3D printed components. So okay. Really lightweight. I mean, with 
with the buckle and everything, uh, it's like one and a half, one one point eight pounds. Okay. And how much uh, weight is it rated to hold? I mean, what's what? How big of a camera can you put on the end of it? We've had um, we've had like a like a my business partner Jordan has what is it a Sony A seven hundred was that DSLR? Yeah. So he's had that on there with his bigger lens, no problem out to your corner points. And then also a, um, a guy sent me a picture today. He had one of those like you know the mini hand cam type things on it, and said it was it was working fine for him. So should be able to you know handle anybody's type of camera that they're using currently i mean we have double double bubble levels on it so um so you can adjust it multiple ways to yeah. get it in line but you know and i'm not saying this is by no means like a fourth arrow type product you know actually those guys came by the booth and real nice guys and they were looking at it and you know they know it, it has its place but it's it's not a pro- production quality in my opinion to what someone like fourth arrow manufactures yeah so is that a, a traditional two-piece camera arm then where it, the base and the arm come off of each other and then you put it together in the tree no it's all one solid okay uh, you have a, a tube base then the arm is connected to that so and it has a, a setback on it that you can rotate you know based on the angle of the, the tree and then also a um uh, a set screw, you know, that goes in at the top instead of a, another standoff. Gotcha. All right, cool. All right, so carbon fiber um, and a little bit of aluminum and a saddle and a platform. What's so you've you've filled a lot of gaps in 2022. Like where where do you see yourself going from there? Different versions, different sizes of tree stand, different versions and sizes of your sticks, or are you gonna you gonna ride what you have for a while and just continue to improve those products? Um, no, our plan is you know to stay on top of innovation. So we're constantly already have other ideas in the hopper of things that we can do. Um, you know with the tree stand the sticks uh just to continue to innovate i mean with this stand we probably will offer another smaller option because you know the platform on this one's 25 from the post 27 overall and it's 17 and a half wide so it's it's a little bit you know in that mid-range size style but so we, we probably will come out you know based on how successful it is come out with a little bit smaller version of that to potentially get us down you know in a more compact situation, but also lighter weight. Yeah. Um, and we're also exploring other types of technology to be used in, in, uh, the sat, I mean, in the, the lock on, which we will, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, we, we will roll out, um, a carbon fiber saddle platform at some point too, but realistically that'd be 2023. Um, we're already in the design process of some new sticks, uh, that we want to, bring to market using the same technology that we discovered to make the tree stand. Um, so, and also to, to accommodate some of the areas that we feel are weaknesses with our sticks. And one of the main ones is just like how compact they actually stack. Um, so we've got some ideas that we're working on for a new, uh, stick that will be potentially all carbon fiber, except for what bites in the tree. Um, and then, you know, we're just going to continue to keep coming out with new, fun, cool shit, you know? Yeah. Like, that's the part I like about it. You yeah. Know, like I was talking on a podcast the other day, it's like, you know, do I think I'm going to get rich off selling carbon fiber tree stands? Probably not, but it just makes me feel good because I like to innovate to be the first to do something. And, you know, yeah. that's, that's what I like about it, you know? I don't like the social media. I don't like any of this other stuff that comes with this this role. I just like designing products. That's the fun part to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, the, the cool thing about it is you're designing products for the style of hunter that you are. So from a business owner standpoint, I would feel it, uh, I would, I would guess it feels pretty damn good to be like, not only did I create this product, but it's helping me be more of a successful hunter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I've talked about that before. It's like, if you're going to design something intended for a certain use, you got to have a lot of experience, 
you know, using it in the way that you're making it, right? I mean, like, I've been mobile hunting since I was a kid. Like, we've always public land mobile hunted, but, you know, mainly because I grew up really poor and couldn't be in a hunting club, but ultimately it was a good adventure, and I've stuck with that, you know. I have hunted some private land over the years, but, you know, I'm 41 years old and been hunting since I'm seven, so, like, I've got a pretty good basis of intel, you know, of what's needed to be a mobile hunter, and especially hunting in the mountains, you know, like you've got to be compact and light to, to hunt these mountains effectively. Cause I mean, a lot of times I'm hiking in, you know, at least three miles one way. Um, so, you know, you, when you knock something down, you want to hopefully be able to get that sucker out in one trip. So yeah. the more lighter and compact your equipment is, you know, you can get your deer and everything out. Yeah. That's a fact, my friend. Um, now, Moving further down the line, right? You've already mentioned, you know, being an industry leader, talking about an innovation leader. What comes next? I mean, well, you know, you're you're all of the things that you've wanted to do. As far as products are concerned, like, do you have any wild cards in your back pocket? Do you guys see yourself going into a completely different category because you see a, a gap there, or is this kind of your your um, your path for a while? Uh, we've had a lot of discussion. Like, we are one thing I failed to mention is we are going to be manufacturing a, a lightweight mobile hunting backpack that will essentially clip into our stand as well, but also work on its own. Um, so I, I could see us getting more into some soft goods. Um, I mean, we have some other ideas of things that, that complement mobile hunting that are soft good type products. So I could see us expanding into that as well. Um, a little bit more heavily. Yeah. Um, but as far as that goes, I mean, you know, with the exception of maybe some like gear hanger type stuff, you know, we may get into that as well. And, um, but you know, right now we're just focused on getting this stuff out to market. Yeah. The accessory market seems to be doing pretty well, uh, from just what I've seen, you know, hooks and, and other things that strap to the tree or strap to your backpack or, or screw into your wall or, or whatever the, the I don't want to say trinkets because they have a function, but those style of of products seem to be on the rise in popularity. Oh, for sure. And it's a it's a very low barrier of entry to get into as right. well. I mean, right. the access to the 3D printers these days, and you don't have to have an insurance. Um, so it's a pretty low bar of entry to get in. And, you know, I have a, multiple buddies that are, you know, in that 3D printing space. And, and it's interesting. A lot of them are engineers by trade so that they can whip up stuff in no time, you know, yeah. like, um, my bu- buddy is pr- printing the parts for our camera arm. Like I can tell him something in the morning and by lunchtime, he's already printed it out for me. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's really in- interesting how that's working out. Well, it also shortens the time on that innovation that you stand, that you, you know, that you talked about. So if, if, if you can come up with a concept and then actually have a physical product to test in the same day, the the generations or the the 1.0, 2.0, 3.0 versions can all be within the same week. And the next thing you know, your your concept to manufacturing timeline has shrunk. You're first to market in whatever you want to be in because you have the ability to to make these types of adjustments in a shorter time frame than the competition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, there is a, definitely an advantage to that. Um, and we're actually looking at doing some of that type of printing just to, for our trees, you know, for future models of tree stands and platforms, you know, yeah, not necessarily something that's going to be as strong as, as what we're going to manufacture, but at least we can kind of get the feel and function of it. So yeah. We, we're definitely going to be leaning more on that um, in the future. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And I like the direction. I like the direction. It, it's uh, because I think this, what you've done, especially with the carbon fiber, I, you know, I don't know, man, 10 years ago, everybody was talking about carbon fiber. And, you know, are they're they're just like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we had a carbon fiber this or a carbon fiber that? Or and then the bows, they started having those carbon bows. They came out. The first models I personally thought were junk, and uh, I 
I was just like, no. But then as you start, you know, as the technology started to get advanced, as those 2.0, 3.0 models started to come to market, you're like, oh, this isn't as bad as it was back in the day. And then you hear the the, the public land guys or the, the mobile guys saying, hey, man, I wish I had carbon fiber this or carbon fiber that. And here we are today talking about, you know, there's actually a carbon fiber tree stand now. There's actually carbon fiber steps. All this thing is a reality now. So who knows what the what's going to happen in the next 10 years. And the cool thing about that is it makes the tree stand market uh, sexy. You know what I mean? It makes it interesting and unique and, and technology filled. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was something I was going to mention earlier is like, there's guys that are going to buy a carbon fiber stand or sticks just because, like you said, they're sexy. Yeah. You know, they look different. They're yeah. cool. I mean, and to, to your comments about, you know, how many more things are coming out in carbon, like I have a, I raced bicycles for a long time, like road bike types. And, you know, I started when the aluminum bikes were, were kind of the main thing, but then carbon sort of coming in. And if you look now, like any mountain bike racer, any road bike racer, all those bikes are carbon now like you rarely see especially like any type of teams or anything utilizing aluminum bikes anymore yeah it's all carbon yeah essentially they got more efficient with it and you know i'm not gonna say the production cost has went down at all um because like you know like my latest mountain bike was like nine thousand dollars you know yeah so they're not getting any cheaper uh i mean you can't get some taiwanese type stuff out there but I've seen those things snap too many times. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because uh, I got a buddy who is as passionate as I am about whitetail hunting. And he's as passionate about bicycling. And he has one of those road, yeah. road bikes. And it's just like, it, it, I don't know, when you pick it up, it just feels like the weight of my cell phone. It is not, there's nothing yeah. to this bike. So, uh Man, who knows where where it's going to go from here? But uh, man, uh, anything else? You know, the the last question I always ask anybody is, if there's a guy sitting on, you know, he listens to this podcast and he says, man, I want to, you know, I'm going to go to TimberNinjaOutdoors.com. I'm going to check out their their website, check out their products, and they're they're debating on whether or not to buy some of your products. What would you like to tell them? I mean, essentially, you're investing in you know, American-made products and yeah. invest in your people. Like, we have a, you know, your neighbors. Uh, we have a lot of people that have messaged us and said, hey, you know, we thought about buying something cheaper from China, but we really want to support an American company, and we really value, you know, your core values of giving back to conservation and new hunter recruitment and education and, you know, they and supporting veterans. Like, we don't offer any discounts except the veterans and law enforcement and yeah. first responders and people like that. So, you know, we just stick to that i mean we're we're not you know we've never ran a sale like that's really not something in our wheelhouse like um you know because we we're not making a ton of margin here like you know we're doing it for the love but you know it is paying for itself and potentially you know we'll be making more money but you know we just want to always make stuff in the u.s and do it the right way in my opinion yeah that's a fact my friend well, Jason, man, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to uh, hop on and chat about uh, Timber Ninja and, and the new products you guys have launched um, coming up this spring. So thank you very much for your time. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, Tim. Thanks for having us on.